Welcome to the Company of One podcast. I am your host, Dell Callahan. So today we're going to be talking about the subject of money. Actually about the subject of quit bleeding all the stupid lies about money. So we'll talk about a couple of truths about money um, and about wealth because that's connected to it, right? So when I say stupid lies about money, there's a lot of them. Right. There's all kinds of things that we hear. It's like weight loss. You know, there's there's a million opinions on how to lose weight. How do I know? Walk into a bookstore or search it on Google. How many things do you find about losing weight? Yeah, there's a ton of them. As a matter of fact, if you want to make a lot of money, start by writing a book on losing weight. It's the number one subject for books. So money is another one. You see a lot of things about money and you see a lot of advice about money. Now, the problem is we all know logically that everybody has an opinion on losing weight, right? Everybody knows some things about losing weight. It doesn't matter that they're 400 pounds overweight. They still are wise and have wisdom on uh, losing weight. But the same thing is true about money. So, Have you ever noticed how many broke people will give you advice about how to make money, how to save money, how to earn more money, and those kind of things? So today, we just want to talk about the stupid lies and some truths about money. These aren't from Dale and made up by Dale. But let's start by transparency. I'm going to say something here that I don't like saying. So I'll be transparent in the fact... I don't even like talking about this, but it does matter, I guess. Uh, People have asked me, how do you, you know, aren't you kind of a hypocrite for saying people get advice from people that don't necessarily know what they're talking about? So I have to sometimes open up some things. So the things I'm about to say on Facebook Live are things that really only my wife and I and our kids and a financial advisor have ever heard. Other people don't know all this kind of stuff about us, uh, friends, family members, and anything else, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. First of all, I have zero debt, zero debt, including real estate, which is more than just our own home. We have zero debt. Second, we're worth multi-millions with multiple streams of income that come in. And I love what I do. I love all the things I do. Oh, yeah, they all have frustrations. But uh, I even love the parts about when I'm working with or for idiots. Uh, Matter of fact, I talked about that last week, how to have joy. I'll put a link to that in the podcast notes, which is going to be at DaleCallahan.com, episode number 158. Now, I'm not saying these things about money. Like I said, don't like saying them. But... You, I just want to be transparent enough to realize I've gotten some wisdom, <clears throat> not because I'm smart, but I've gotten a lot of wisdom about how do you do, <clears throat> excuse me, how to do things with money. And I'm certainly, we have been blessed with money. I don't claim to be wise though, but I, what I do claim to be, well, I don't claim to be that wise or, or full of wisdom about money, but I'm constantly learning about money, about how to make more money, about how to use money well, uh, about how to be good stewards of the money and all those kind of things. Because 
there's one thing I do know. I don't know everything. So, but in what we're talking about today, a lot of what I'm about to share are the truths that I have learned about money, the things that have helped us become wealthy, the things that have helped us to go to zero debt. And uh, so these are things that are sometimes spoken and sometimes not. So let's just jump into a couple of these things. And before I talk about the lies, let's talk about some truths about money, some things that are right there in front of you and I that we oftentimes ignore. Number one, and the most important truth, money is tied to people. That's money, all money you will ever get in your life comes from another person. It doesn't come from a company. It doesn't come from a contract. Somebody is in the middle of that. Somebody authorizes that money to come to you, whether you're working for an individual and they write you a check or you go to work for a company and they give you money. People are in the middle of money. So if you want to make more money, soft skills are really important. In other words, people got to kind of like you. They've got to trust you. You've got to be able to market yourself in a way that makes sense for whatever you're doing. Money comes from people. Every time money changes hands, which is you want it to do that, right? Every time money changes hands, there's a relationship. Now, that's a weird thing to say, right? Money is a relationship between people, and money does not flow without a relationship happening. So the second thing that's true about money is money only changes hands in those relationships for something, right? I don't pay you money just because I like you, and you don't pay me money just because you like me. When we exchange money with other people, it's because we're exchanging for something. For in other words, I'm I'm selling you goods or maybe I'm selling you services. Uh, I might be doing something like taking care of your yard, Uh, might be paying me to coach somebody, whatever it is, when I get paid or when you get paid, somebody, an individual, is being provided a goods or service. Those are the two giant truths about money that's right there in front of us and and you may say, well, tell these are kind of obvious, but they're not. I've worked with so many people that have lost their job temporarily because of company things going on, right? Uh, it's not necessarily any fault of theirs, but they're out of work. They're out of money. And they don't realize there's a whole world out there uh, of things that they can do to provide services for people to generate money. It might be mowing the grass. It might be working at a grocery store. Uh, It might be coaching somebody. It might be consulting. There's all kinds of different things to do, but money always comes from people. And what many people do, and really smart people, at least technically they're smart, what many people do is when they come out of money, instead of working on those relationships, instead of going back to the people who can pay money, they're waiting They're waiting for, I'm waiting for the company to have an opening. I'm waiting for a decision. That's a bunch of malarkey. That's not how it actually happens. It's a relationship. Go provide goods and services. So so money comes from people. It's a relationship and money changes hands only when somebody is being served. So winning with money, number three, is about paying yourself first. Now, 
the great book uh, you've probably, uh, if you haven't read, I'll put a link to it also in the show notes at uh, dalecallahan.com 153. I think that's where we are, uh, or 158. Whatever the heck number we are on today, I'll, I'll make sure that's correct in the Facebook also. Uh, Winning with Money is About Paying Yourself First, the book Richest Man in Babylon. It's a little small book. It was written back in the early 1900s by a financial advisor trying to get uh, some information over to the general public about how money works. Paying yourself first. You get a paycheck. What most people do is when we get a paycheck and we start paying bills, right? We start paying all the people we owe, power company, those kind of things. Really what we should do is pay ourselves first. Uh, this is actually a strategy a lot of companies use to grow company wealth also. Winning money is about paying yourself first because you are the one uh, who has earned the money. Now, I'm going to put a caveat to that. I'm a Christian. The very first thing I do with money is I tithe, but that's because the, I don't even consider that step one. That's just automatic because the this it's not in my money. <laughs> it's uh, God's money. So, but uh, after that, pay yourself first. So number four, you tend to behave with money like those people you hang around. So if you hang around a bunch of broke people who look rich, which is the typical American lifestyle, right? People who are driving really expensive cars that they can't afford, living in expensive houses they can't afford, and they look rich, that's probably how you're going to live. If you're living around people who, uh, or if you hang around people who are poor stewards of money, they complain about money. As people used to tell me, uh, I'm going to have a car payment all my life, so I might as well be driving a car I like, right? So make the car payment bigger. How your attitudes about money are related to the people you hang out with. Uh, we talked about this back in a while back. This is podcast episode number 95. You, who you spend time with is who you become. I think we all know that, um, but as you get into the money part of that, think about that. If you average out your five people you hang around with, if you average out their salaries, you're right in there with them, right? You're right in there with them. So the, the secret here is if you want more wealth, hang around wealthier people. right? If you want to uh, be a better steward of your money, if you want to be out of debt, Hang around people who are out of debt. You become like the people you hang around. So it, it's not that crazy because there, our society, I think we all know this, in our society, people act rich. So I've already disclosed to you, and it's still uncomfortable to say, but I have millions. I am out of debt, and I drive around a car that's 10 years old. I don't care. I don't need a new car to impress you or anybody else or even myself, but I'm not a car guy. Maybe you are. Uh, so that's a toy that you like to have. But when you have money, you can do that. Right. So but these are the these are the four big things that we find about money. Well, I'm going to add one more in there. The Bible teaches us. I talked about this. The Bible teaches us a lot about money and wealth. Matter of fact, that's the number one subject in the Bible. There's more verses about money, handling money, the trip-ups of money in the Bible than there is about anything else. I think we know that because 
money becomes people's God, right? So, so these are the five truths about money. Money is tied to people. Money changes hands only in exchange for something. Winning with money is about paying yourself first, and you tend to behave like the people you hang around with, including with money. And the Bible is a great business book. So there's a podcast on that, uh, podcast number 132. Put a link to that in the show notes, too. That goes back and talk about how being a Christian has made me wealthy. Uh, I got a lot of comments on that one. I was expecting to get dogged, but I actually got a lot of positive comments. So here's a couple of lies about money uh, or things that we hear that are said often. I think they're lies. You may not. But the number one I hear is people say, I don't want to be rich. Rich people are greedy. Okay, I don't. I, first of all, I think that's a lie because I haven't ever met anyone who doesn't want more money, including excruciatingly wealthy people and excruciatingly poor people. We all want more money, not because we're greedy, because money is the tool with which we do things in our society. When was the last time you traded a goat or a chicken in exchange for goods and services? You know, it's kind of hard for me to get my goats in my back pocket. And it doesn't swipe really well to get the goat hoof to swipe at the gas pump, right? I want I want the money in my bank account, and somehow I've got to transfer from goats to cash to get it onto my debit card. So I think this is a lie. I, I, I'm, I, how do I prove it? I don't know. But people who go around say, I want to be rich. Rich, I don't want to be rich. Rich people are greedy. There is a great book called Thou Shall Prosper, talking about how the Jewish culture teaches people to operate with money and how generally Jews are wealthy, not greedy, but they're great stewards with money. They understand money. But we go around thinking, and he talks about this great in the book, we have this weird thing in our in our head about greed and money as a matter of fact if you watch movies on television if you watch what's going on out there and on the news media anybody with money is immediately guilty watch a watch a movie and the rich person the corporate whatever it is is always the villain and the poor broke person is always the hero every time that message is pounded to us and unfortunately that's not real life. A lot of times, the poor people are the villain, and the rich people are the heroes. Hey, it's just human nature. People do different things, but we just can't put it in a box like that. So this thought uh, that rich people are greedy, you know who spends more time thinking about money? Think about this for just a minute. Who spends more time thinking about money, rich people or poor broke people? And if you just think through that, the broke people have to think about money more because it's constantly on their mind. People who have enough money, whatever that amount is, they don't really think about money that much. They go to the grocery store and maybe you're, you know, if you think about wealth, you probably are wealthy. You probably go to the grocery store and check out and aren't really that concerned about the dollar amount, depending on what's in your buggy, right? But how many times have you gone to the grocery store, walked out, and not been, not had the clue what you just spent, whether it's 
Was it 20? Was it 50? You don't even have a clue. That's a sign of wealth right there, that you're not paying that much attention. Uh, that's not necessarily being a bad steward. So this is a lie. I don't want more money. Rich people are greedy. This is just, this is what this is. When people say that, what they're saying is, I don't want to take the responsibility to learn how to keep money, to manage money, or to grow my wealth. That's what that is. Um, the second lie, oh, this one I hear all the time. I've probably been guilty of saying this many, many times, and it's time is money. Time is not money. Time is time. Money is money. Time is not money. Now, if you are working by the hour and you have a job that is flexible that you can check in and check out, time becomes money kind of to you. But time, generally speaking, this thought of time being money is bizarre. If you're a CPA or you're a doctor or you're a dentist and you get bill, you have to bill people by the hour, I get it. You've set a system up that equates how your time is being used to money. But you don't have to set your business up that way. There's a lot of people who make money and it has nothing to do with the time they spend. The average corporate employee, as a matter of fact, I don't care how much you earn, the average corporate employee doesn't really get paid by the hour. Time is not money. They just need to get the job done. Oh, I know we have these micromanager bosses. Are you at your seat at eight o'clock in the morning? You know, I know I get those. But in general, the spirit of corporate America is we just need to get the job done. If you can do the job, we really don't care about the details. Oh, there's some legal issues there, but we just don't really care. We need the job to be done. Time is not money. And you see so many people, and I work with lots of entrepreneurs who manage to get paid when they're asleep. As a matter of fact, I have no idea where my phone is, but we get paid very often in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, when things are going on, people are buying products and services from us and I'm not paying attention to it. My time is not money. And the more wealth you grow, the more thing, and I'm not talking about massively rich, but the better steward you are with money, the more you get money and other things to work for you. Time is not money. If you that's all you can think about is time is money, then you're in a money trap and you need to learn and get wisdom to get out of that. Number three, I can get passive income and do nothing. Now, this sounds just the opposite of what I just said, but that's a lie, too. There is no such thing as total passive income. Oh, my respect to Pat Flynn and the Smart Passive Income podcast. It's a great name, but even Pat would tell you there's no such thing as totally passive income. We have stock market investments, but we pay attention. I just spent an hour with a financial planner a couple of days ago going over details of stock market investments. Our online businesses, do you think we don't spend any time on those? We spend a lot of time on those, but it's not directly correlated. We can go away for a month. We can go away for two months and it still makes money. Our rental income, rental property, do you think that's passive? A lot of the year, that's totally passive, but there's been other times I've been covered in sheetrock dust that it didn't feel so passive, right? It was very, very, very active. So this thought of 
just getting passive income doing nothing. And come on, let's just be realistic. Do you really want to do nothing? Do you just really want to sit in the beach and watch the waves roll in? I know that sounds cool for a day or two, maybe a week, maybe if you're my wife, a month, but it can get old, right? You want to, we human beings, like it or not, whether I twist it or not, we are built to serve other people. And we feel best when we're serving other people. And when we serve other people in this society, we generally get paid. It's kind of a cool system, right? We feel good about doing the thing that helps somebody else and they smile and hand us money. And they're glad we did that work for them. So think about if you, as a matter of fact, the book, Thou Shall Prosper, talks about the story, the man on the street who wants to do something, who is hungry, right? Who wants to earn more money. They, by their nature, want to serve you. You want things done. You want your grass mowed. You want your house clean. You want something fixed. You want to buy products and services, right? You want to. I do too. That's how we're working. But who, nobody's good to us unless they want to sell us that, right? The bum on the street who's not doing anything, who chooses not to do anything, and I know that's not always the case, but the ones who choose not to do anything, they're of no use to us in the sense of providing services to us. So they're not making money. Right? I saw a, uh, so a show the other day where they were interviewing homeless people, and I know this is, again, not true of all of them, but some of these homeless people are saying, this is the lifestyle I chose. I just want to be left alone. That's great. But they cost us money, but more importantly, they're not providing a service to me, so they're not going to make any money. So the number four, though, is uh, this one I love, and I work for a university, but I'm going to say it anyway. The big lie, college is a way to wealth. No. College is a way to average, maybe. Uh, but it's not even necessarily that, because by having the little degree we hang on the wall, I don't have one on my wall, but anyway, by having a degree you hang on the wall doesn't actually get you money. Hopefully you go to college and you learn some skills and service, some skills that you can provide service with, right? Uh, but look, this is all a, a, a big mindset. So the lies about money are people who are saying, I don't want to be rich. Rich people are greedy. Time is money. I can get passive income and do nothing. And college is a way to wealth. All of those are lies. And the truths, as I mentioned before, are money comes from people. Money is tied to people. Every time you get a dollar, it comes from somebody, and it comes in exchange for something that you did. Winning with money is about paying yourself first. And you tend to behave with money and with not, and everything, well, with money and everything else, like the people you hang around. And the best one I love, and this is the one, I, and it's so controversial even to me in my own mind to say it, the Bible is the greatest business book in the world. It teaches about making money a lot. If you don't believe it, check it out. And if you want to know where I get that from, just ask me. So um, from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if the book, if you haven't read it, Mindset is the Key to Being Broke. Um, so the, he's got in the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, great book. He says, I'll never, the poor dad says, I'll never be rich. The rich dad says, there's a difference between being poor and being broke. Be broke is temporarily, temporary. 
I'm out of money right now, or I don't have much money right now. Poor is eternal and a state of mind. So just in closing tonight, though, uh, or in closing for this podcast episode, what we're recording is that the big truth here is the rich usually do get richer. Oh, we hate saying that, right? The rich usually do get richer. That is probably true with the exception of the nutcase kid who inherits a bunch of money and blows it all or the person who uh, wins the lottery and blows it all. But generally speaking, people who have developed wealth or have been taught responsibility with wealth, they tend to grow wealth. Why? It's not because they're greedy or evil or anything else. 99% of the time, it is that they understand money. It's not that complicated. Uh, As a matter of fact, it's pretty easy. And if you look at the wealthy people, I'm going to put the Warren Buffetts in there, that just learned how to operate with money, how to provide services for other people, and how money works. Right? So it's too great. I'm going to just throw some reading assignments out here because these are some great books. If you want to kind of grow your, get get your mindset uh, uh, about money. Every time I think I totally understand something about something, I read something in the field, I'm like, wow, that's mind blowing. So the, the first book's I Will Teach You to Be Rich. That's the name of the book. Pretty easy to remember. I'll put a link to the show notes to it. I Will Teach You to Be Rich. It's a great book. It's a Dave Ramsey style book. I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey too, but he just thinks a little bit differently and he speaks uh, about some things that are kind of creative that will make you think about how you're spending your time and how you're spending your money and even how you're spending your time controlling your money. Some interesting thoughts in it. But the second one, if you're if you're if you're a guy who buys four and five books at a time, I'll say the second one. If you're the person who just needs one, start with I'll teach you to be rich. The second one is The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a great book to blow your mind on how you think about money, uh, those two. But there's tons more. Oh, there's so many more. There's so much wealth and wisdom out there about money. But we can also go to those Bible verses. But I won't list every one of those here. So next week, though, next week, just as a tease, uh, because we get asked this question so often about business plans. Uh, business plans, where do you start your business? I get this call all the time. How do I start a business? Where, how do I start my business plan? Uh, what do I start doing? You know, what business plan software do I use? I got that question the other day that just made me bang my head against the wall. People, what's wrong with you? Uh, so the, basically we're going to talk about this. Forget business plans. What does it really take to get started? Maybe it's a business plan if you want to be that, but we'll talk about that next week. So thanks for joining and uh, looking forward to hearing from you. We'd love to get a feedback on the podcast, uh, a podcast review. Go to dalecallahan.com podcast, and there's a place to do the podcast review. And even in the show notes from today, which we are doing, which how many times have I told you wrong? No, it is dalecallahan.com slash 158. And we will uh, have a place to do the report. Thank you so much for your time. Talk to you next week.